Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. This is your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My address, if you want to contact me, is askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com, which stands for Lifestyles Unlimited, Inc. So it's askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com, askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And uh, we can get your you know questions answered for you. Um, today is what we call Tell Dell Tuesday. And as always, for the last 25 years, we bring somebody on the radio and explain their story of what they've done in lifestyles and what they've done outside of lifestyles. It really doesn't matter. And uh, today we have a great story. Gentleman we've had on before, but his story just keeps growing. So we're bringing back uh, Mr. Brian Sutton. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Dell. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always um, an honor and a privilege to talk to you. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you at the expo coming up here in September. So I'm super glad we've, you know, things are starting to open up and we'll be able to gather and hang out with my friends and investors, fellow like-minded real estate investors there at the expo. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I just got back from um, our honeymoon in Cabo San Lucas and uh, we took probably 20 Lifestyles members that had been to our wedding. And man, I'll tell you what, there was nothing more exciting to spend a whole week with 20 Lifestyles members. It's just an amazing feeling and a lot of fun. So yeah, I can't wait to get together and I hope someday that you're not so busy being the man and go on <laughs> vacations with us. Oh my gosh. Uh, currently, we, we all got to work. We all got to work towards something. Well, I don't know what you're working towards. Maybe they will figure that out. I mean, you've already got 1,800 yeah. units that you manage. That you've got 86 units that says you're on the sheet of paper that you're a part of. I know that every time I turn around, you're doing something else, so I don't even bother to try to tell people what you've done because uh, it grows, and this might, not, this might be old right here. I don't even know. So let's start with, we'll leave the fact that you're very accomplished right now. Let's go back to the very beginning. Let's talk about little Brian. When he was a kid, where, where did all this entrepreneurialism come in? Because you've been doing this for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, super blessed 
to have a father who was very entrepreneurial, a grandfather that actually started an electrical company back in um, Lexington, Kentucky, back in the 80s. And that entrepreneurial spirit kind of fell over into my father. He'd always, um, he had a, a company which he had a couple partners in, and they, they had a big advertising company. This is back when, you know, big advertising was, was alive. Um, and secondarily, he, he'd always been an investor in real estate. So he's a, he's a CPA, very much numbers-minded, um, like yourself, Dell. But he uh, got into real estate and just – he'd invested in all sorts of things, the stock market, gold, silver, and just basically lost his – you know, well, didn't do very well. And learned very quickly that real estate was going to be the way um, to get his family in kind of a, a good financial position. So, as early as high school, I was, you know, painting his rental properties. I was helping him replace the toilets. And uh, I basically was the turnkey guy for him, free labor, um, but, but very good learning experience for a high school kid. And I, I just through observing him and and the way that he had built his real estate portfolio was a real inspiration to me and that's why I started you know very early on building my portfolio. Well, you did go to college. Um did you keep working for him during college? Um I did not. I went to college and like, you know, so I'm for for the listeners out there um that don't know me personally, I'm actually half Asian. Um and so I joke that you know, I have an Asian mother, very loving, best mom in the world. But Asian mothers think that if you're not a doctor or a lawyer, there's no other occupation in the world. So, um, so my, so my Asian you know, the only reason will, that's funny is because it's so true. That's the only reason it it's funny. It is. It is. And, it, and it, don't get me wrong. I have uh, many friends and family members who are doctors and lawyers, and that's, that's a perfectly honorable and great uh, occupation to go into. So I was went to college with that notion, thinking that I was going to be a doctor, I was going to be a lawyer, and I would come back and and shadow some of my my cousins and, and uncles and their practices, and I just was, you know, it, it wasn't for me. And so uh, right after college, I got a job in, in the medical device industry because of my medical background, um, having been pre dentistry, pre pre med, and all, but also having a business degree, and so it led me into that that genre, um, that um. Uh, that section of business, which was the medical sales side. So I got a, a job right out of college. I was very lucky. And I was very lucky to have my, my father pull me aside and say, hey, you know, that you got your first job. You really need to start thinking about investing and specifically start investing in real estate. And so that's that's what I did. I, right out of college, I got my first job. I purchased a house which had two other rooms. I rented those two other rooms to roommates. And that was my first rental property. Wow. And where was that at? Because that's the other thing I'm really interested about in your story today is you've been everywhere and you've done real estate everywhere. So it's, we want to weave that into this whole thing today. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, uh, – so went to school out in Indiana in the Midwest, and then the company that I was working for hired me to go work and, and cover all of Oregon, the state of Oregon. So um, it, it was really – actually, it was really awesome, Del, because I just got done for last month giving a talk to some of our members out in Oregon and, and Washington. Uh, you've got a group, we've got a great group of, of Lifestyles members that are growing out there. And it was really interesting because I talked to them um, briefly before I lived six months in apartments. It's my only time I've ever lived in an apartment complex. Um, and so some of the members there knew exactly the apartment complex that I lived in prior to me buying my first place um, <laughs> just out, outside of college. So it's, 
it's kind of come full circle, and it's it's so fun to meet members from from this group from everywhere across the country, and and um, just share these you know real estate stories and this you know this adventure, the good connection. So yeah, so I stayed there and owned property in, in Oregon was the first place I purchased. And what type of property you own in Oregon? Because you went with the house at the beginning. Now, what was you doing next? So then I started doing that. I started actually buying the houses, renting the rooms, and then I would move. I get up enough money to then buy another house, and I try to keep the the remaining house that I had purchased and keep it rented, and then do the same thing. Um, and so, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I jumped around from job to job because that's kind of what you have to do in the medical um, device industry. Is you have to kind of keep moving forward and keep switching companies before your product is pulled or before you know they make some sort of major layoff and so that's what i was doing i was just trying to climb the corporate ladder and everywhere i went i would purchase a house and rent it um so that let, let me you know oregon i did a couple houses up there and we moved down to los angeles and i did a couple houses there um and then eventually i was transferred back to hawaii and did, did the same thing there so um I had a decent, you know, a decent portfolio prior to coming to Lifestyles and some some real estate experience. But what was completely eye opening to me was after going through the two day workshop at Lifestyles and after after immersing myself with some really sophisticated real estate investors in this group, um, I quickly realized that I was only scratching the surface and that all these years that I've been doing this, I knew a little bit, but it was amazing how much more I had to know and had to grow. Um, just by you know being a part uh, of this group and, and being entrenched uh, and being being around some of the best investors you know in the in the country. Yeah, I understand what you feel, what you're talking about, because I just got back from vacation. We're sitting there. We've got five guys sitting at a table, and they the range from a net worth of ten million up to a hundred million. And we're talking about how we thought we'd made it, and then all of a sudden this yacht goes by. And we look the yacht up because, you know, yachts are pretty distinguishable. We look it up and find out that it's only cost $1,000 an hour <laughs> to ride. And we're thinking, right. when you think you made it, there's this, you know, $5 million yacht in front of you or $10 million yacht. I don't even know what they cost. You don't realize. But being out there and meeting other people and seeing the world's examples of higher successes it really does. It opens your eyes. So I totally understand what you're saying. I was going to ask you a little question here. Share with us a little bit, because I'm trying to get some stuff out of you we didn't get out the last couple of times we spoke to you, is um, what is it like to go from city to city to city to state? Well, actually, it's state to state to state with the laws. Do you have to relearn the laws in different states? You do. And that's what's great about having a group like this. It's, you know, immersed in different states because, you know, the, the landlord-tenant laws are, are different. And rightfully so, every state should have have the right to mandate and create laws accordingly. But We're going to take a break right now, Brian. Right. Hold that note. We'll bring you back and uh, finish that up. We'll be right back with Brian Sutton and Del Wamsley Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Del Tuesday is Brian Sutton. Brian is out of uh, Decatur, Georgia, and uh, he currently has about 1,800 units that he manages and he's involved in, one way or another, about 3,300 units or so. And uh, as we went to break, he was talking about how the landlord-tenant laws are different from state to state. So, Brian, pick it back up there and finish what you were going to say. Yeah, thanks, Del. What I was thinking over the break, it's one of the reasons why was we invest in lifestyles, you know, in Sunbelt states is where, and the reason why, part of the reason why we moved from Hawaii to Atlanta was to be in more landlord-friendly um, areas. And, um, you know, having experience in, in owning property in so not-so-landlord-friendly states, I can tell you that it's, it's very difficult to manage. Um, they... Uh, stack the deck against you if, if you're if you're a homeowner and uh it just becomes very very difficult to run a business and run a real estate business like we do here and it, it was part of the eye-opening experience for me going through the training and, and going through you know all the training on the hub and going to the meetings at lifestyles this is the reason why we invest in these certain areas um so even for me who had been invested in multiple states across the country, and, and again, like I said, not so landlord-friendly uh, states, it was really, you know, eye-opening to see why we do that and, and um, you know, where to focus our strengths and, and where to focus our, our, our investment. And so what's amazing is that, you know, we've been focusing in on some, some of the Sun Belt states. I know that in Texas, we I personally have a bunch of investments in Texas, and um, our company is... Um, now in three different states in Alabama and, and uh, Georgia and Tennessee. Um, and we, we've been looking in the Carolinas to, to invest there as well. Uh, what's nice is that our investors that we have with us, they can live anywhere. They can live in Illinois and Chicago. They can live out, out west, you know, in uh, Oregon and Washington and California. And they're still able to invest with us here in these Sunbelt states where, you know, it's a little bit more, you know, more landlord friendly and, and the, the cards are not stacked against us. When you first came to Lifestyles, where were you living at? Uh, I was living in Hawaii, and this was back in, in 2015. I'd like to think that we were a little progressive and ahead of the curve about moving out of um, high-tax, you know, low-wage, high-cost-of-living uh, states and moving into, you know, low-cost-of-living states and, and uh, tax-friendly states. Uh, but 
I won't take total credit for that because I think there's there's been a huge migration pattern. I think we have seen a, a bigger jump. Probably yourself, Dell, and uh, the people that live in Texas have seen this. You know, since COVID hit, um, there's just a mass influx of people coming in from the coast and coming in from, uh, you know, relocating uh, to from the coastal areas, which are high tax, just very expensive, high cost of living states, and moving into states like Texas and Georgia. Um, but we started, you know. Uh, our lifestyles journey back in Hawaii and my wife and I had been looking, moving into parts of Texas or into, into Georgia or someplace in the South. We had um, crossed off the top of the, the United States. And I'm sorry for people that live up there. I have tons <laughs> of friends uh, that live up there. I do uh, still have some of my closest friends are from Indiana university and live, live up there. And it's amazing people, but the winters and the weather, and I think you and I have talked about this. I can't do it. I've just, I, I got, I need someplace warm. So, um, we, you know, we moved from Hawaii and, and decided that Atlanta would be a nice spot for us to, to land. We had some friends in the area and, and we just, we love it. We love all the trees out here and, and everything about it. So when you first started, there's always an aha moment. Obviously you'd already done some real estate, but I'm sure there was an aha moment. What struck you as the aha moment when you took the two day for the first time? You know, there was a ton of aha moments, but I think the big one, um, for me personally, uh, was converting from single family to multifamily. And I think most of us, uh, not most of us, but I think my story hopefully resonates with some people out there, especially the, people's on the people on the coast where you may keep your house, your primary residence that you live in, and then you rent it out, and then you buy your second primary residence and you live in there. And, and I think a lot of those people have bad experiences with renting sim- single family homes. One, they they find that if they're not doing it properly, it's not as as easy if they don't have the correct map and they don't have the correct mentorship. And then what I found is that even though when you build up and you scale up a lot of single family homes, it just makes more economic sense and it makes more sense to transition into, into multifamily. And so that was the real game changer and real aha moment for me joining this group. And I don't know of any other group out there that helps people and mentors people like myself um, or others who maybe even have less experience than I do to get into the multifamily business. Did you start by being a passive or did you become an independent investor or did you become a, a syndicator right out of the block? How'd you get started? So I got into three or four passive deals um, right away. And um, I wanted to, you know, experience what I wanted to, I, I went out and met, I went uh, and networked and went to uh, the events in Texas and, and, um, met some of these leads, uh, the people who were putting together the deals. And that was, I think, an amazing process, too, is just to be able to see and, and, you know, really get to know these people on a personal level prior to investing with them or just to see them to know that they're a real person. Um, and uh, that's how I got started. I started investing passively, try to understand the whole process, and I was just, you know, very fortunate to be able to learn, be mentored by some really, really great, you know, by really great investors. When you first started, were you surprised how open people were about their personal wealth and finances? Oh, completely. It, it's still, it's still odd to me because I, you know, I, I didn't grow up that way. Uh, a lot of us didn't grow up that way. I think generationally, I think people are a little bit younger than I am. Um, probably it's less taboo, you know, to talk about finances and wealth. And, and I'm glad, I, I think it, you know, I think it should be that way in an, in an educated and, and safe environment. And that's really what LU brought was it was amazing to see how people were like, look, 
this is exactly how I did it. This is exactly how much money I make. You know, th- this is the math. This is how you, if you want to follow this, this is how you follow it. Uh, it was completely blew me away. Well, when you came in and uh, you got started, you seemed to move very quickly. We've just got about 30 seconds here in this segment to finish up with. What gave you so much confidence to move so quickly through the group and through your investments? Hands down, it was just it's the mentorship. It's the mentorship you get at LU. And I couldn't have done it without you know them encouraging me. And as we put the plan together... Once you have the plan in motion, then it's just a matter of executing and it's just a matter of just going and doing it. And, um, you know, most people get stuck because they don't have the right plan. I got you. Now, Intel from the files of Dell Wamsley. I got back into real estate about 1997, 98. It was the first year I ever bought a house. And I bought a three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage house for $25,000. I didn't pay $25,000 for the house. I put $2,000 down out of my pocket to buy the house. It was 10% down, which was $2,500, $500 to closing costs, which was $3,000. But the tenant, before I moved in, the broker had leased the house, and he gave me at closing a check for $500 for the rent plus $500 for the security deposit. So I had $1,000. I only brought $2,000 to the table. Now, that house today is worth in excess of $150,000. All right, we're going to take a short break right now. We'll be right back with Brian Sutton and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Brian Sutton, and Brian is talking about how he's made his way into the business of real estate from doing it just as a single-family house here and there as he traveled the country um, doing his job into becoming a full-time real estate investor and entrepreneur. So, Brian, as we come back here, let's talk about when you finally decided to do your own deal. Did you start with an IRO, or did you go right into syndication? So we've discussed this before, Dell, but for the listeners who haven't heard it, you know, heard any any of this, hearing this for the first time, I had a, a unique or not so unique situation where I actually was laid off. Um, we had, you know, like I said before, earlier in this conversation, we were moving our family from Hawaii out to Atlanta. We wanted to go from, you know, uh, a higher tax environment to a lower tax environment. We wanted to go to a state that was a little bit, you know, a lot lower cost of living, a better opportunity just for our family. And we had had a plan all set out with um, my LU mentors when I got laid off. And um, I happened to only be up here for six months. So you can imagine that conversation with your wife when you move your family halfway across the world and then 
the uh, employer that told you you had a job and you know everything was going to be safe and fine and they you know brought you up to this new state now had to let go 30 percent of their sales force and um i at the time had worked my way up in, in the corporate ladder and had a had about 10 sales reps underneath me all 10 of them get laid off as well as my position gets eliminated so it was a shock uh it was not a very fun time in my life but you know most the time when you grow uh you know i know you're a weightlifter dell it's like you, you can't grow your muscles without some pain and so uh, looking back on it it was the best thing that's ever happened to me but going through the experience of it it's painful and i think hopefully some people out there can relate to this is you know relate to getting let go or relate to being scared of letting let being let go by corporate america and so thank god i had um, already set into some motion some, some things with my LEU mentors, and I'd already been a part of this group, this great group, uh, because out of that arose an opportunity. My wife and I were originally just thinking about doing a, a, a small IRO for ourselves, you know, maybe buying 50 to 75 units and converting a lot of our single family homes um, across the country into uh, smaller multifamily and just doing it on our own. Um, but, and I thought I would get into being a lead or syndicating deals later on potentially down the road. But after speaking with my mentors and after, you know, reevaluating the plan, um, you know, the best laid plans are sometimes need, need changing. And uh, after sitting down with my mentor here at, at LU, I realized that, hey, I could really, this could be a great opportunity for me now that I'm off the W-2 drug um, and, you know, trying to transition into being a full, you know, entrepreneurial business person this could be the precipice. This could be the moment where I just say, let's rip the Band-Aid off and let's just go full bore and see if we can create a business on our own and not ever have to go back to corporate America. And so I, I was just very fortunate that I had the right people and I was surrounded with the right resources and the right plan. And so when that catastrophic event happened to us and my family, uh, we were able to bounce right back. And, and it took me a year. Uh, it took me a year of being immersed in the education that we have at LU. It took me about a year uh, to build a, a solid team out here in the Atlanta area. And it, just in about a year's time, we purchased our first uh, property. And that was back in 2017. So when you did that, how many units was that, by the way? You know, we joined late 2015 in Hawaii. We moved our family out um, early 2016. Halfway through 2016, get laid off and then went full throttle into fully immerse myself into, into, into LU and multifamily for that next year between 16 and 17. And then about mid year 17, we bought our first property in June of 2017. It was a 124 unit apartment complex here in, uh, in Georgia. And then about October, uh, several months later, towards the end of the year, we bought our second property, um, an 88 unit property, um, also located in the greater Atlanta area. So, like you said before, it seemed to happen very quickly to the outside, but I think there's a lot of planning and preparation behind the scenes for us to be able to move, I guess, you know, so so quickly. And it was, it was a great ride. I mean, it was, it was, again, it was a very stressful moment losing your job, but after you get your plan together and you have the right people around you, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how, how quickly you can grow and, and adapt. Well, you did. When you did the first couple deals and you didn't have a W-2 income anymore, did you have to have a KP, a co-signer? I did, and um, found that relationship through Lifestyles as well. This gentleman was extremely experienced. He's um, uh, one of a 
you know, one of your, your mentors and has been with the group for a very, very, very long time. He's been a huge, huge influence in my life. He's just uh, paved a, a path um, for me. And, and I've seen his map and how he has been so successful in his career. Um, and he's a few years older than me. So I thought, hey, that's, this is a great example. This is a great person to kind of connect to the hip to and to really learn from. And so, again, we talked about this earlier in the, in the radio conversation, but, you know, you, you, you are. It's the people you surround yourself with, um, like you guys going to Cabo and, and surrounding yourself with, you know, millionaires. You look, you look out and you say, oh, gosh, where could you get this experience? Where could you find these people? They're not a Kroger. Yes, we are. We are at Kroger. You just don't know who we are because you can't tell us because we dress like everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. So it was an amazing, he's an amazing person, amazing mentor in my life. And and I met him here. So that was part of the plan as well. So as soon as I could build up now, you know, I'm at the point now where I can actually KP my own deals, which is nice. And that was, you know, he and I, uh, you know, there was a whole plan was that he was going to help me out. You know, we we're going to help each other and, you know, help each other grow. So it was, it's been a really good relationship. Gotcha. So you um, went through two deals fairly quickly, but you have a lot of deals now. So you had to continue to move very quickly. One of the things that I noticed um, as I was watching you progress in your portfolio was that most of the people I spoke to were very, very happy about being involved with you. Uh, that's why I even invested in one of your deals. I said, hey, I, you know, this sounds like a good train to get on. Let's see what, what, where it's going. And uh, how did you keep that kind of uh, lead investor, passive investor relationship going with people? It's a lot of work, but for me, it, it's easy. Because you always say when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And I love meeting people. I love just networking with people. And that's what the group is all about. And so I just kind of immerse myself in flying to different Texas, going to different meetings, doing, taking the opportunities that the group gives you to meet people and network. And so that's really how everything kind of snowballed and it snowballed very quickly. I think once, you know, once I think you, you, you do your best and, and people hear that you're doing good work, it's such an honor. And so it's such a privilege and I'm super humbled that we get recommendations to other members in the group and I get to meet them and so that's really how it snowballed um, fairly quickly. We try our best to highly communicate, to, to be transparent, you know, and just to follow the rules of, of what LU sets out, which is we want, we want our passive investors, the people who are um, investing their money with us, to feel like they're a part of the process and that they know what's going on and that um, you know, their principal is safe with us and that, that we're going to grow their money like so many other people have. Um, and other lead investors have within this group. All right. Here's an easy answer for next time somebody asks you that. So I send them checks. (laughs) That helps, too. That helps, too. Um, I I don't know how much better I could like you than the day I get your check, right? Yeah. The mailbox money is always nice. Um, (laughs) So that that doesn't hurt people's um, feelings towards me as well. Not at all. So as we move on here... um, You've accumulated quite a few deals. How many total? Seven apartment complexes. And you said they're in what states yeah. now? Real quick, we only have 30 seconds. What states are, you, are your deals in? Three states, you said. Yeah, currently we are in um, Georgia, uh, basically in the greater Atlanta area. Um, we have got a couple properties up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, so we're in the Tennessee market. And then we also have uh, two properties in Montgomery and one in Mobile, Alabama. 
Oh, so, wow. Mobile. That's, that's cool. All right. Well, that's exciting. We're going to take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk more about what you've got and where you're going in the future. Now more intel from the files of Del Wamsley. I started seeing the value of putting some money into my own deals so that I owned a larger percentage so that I made more of the cash flow that came out. This deal ended up being a killer deal. It was making about $2,000 a month positive cash flow on a $25,000 down deal. I mean, that's just $24,000 a year on $25,000, 100% return. And in the end of two and a half years, we sold the thing. Now, before we had sold the thing, I had one family drop out because they moved and they wanted their money to go do something on their own. Actually, the person was moving on to buying their own deals. I had another guy drop out because his wife's job would not allow her to invest in these kinds of deals. So he had to get her out of the deal. And I had one other partner who died. And so by the time we came to the end of this thing, I only had one partner left and we sold this thing for $450,000. We bought it for 200, so that's $250,000 gain on a $25,000 investment. And that is 10 times return, right? 10 times return on this deal. That's just unbelievable. $250,000 capital gain on a $25,000 investment, 10 times return in two and a half years. It's just phenomenal. We'll be right back with Brian Sutton and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Brian Sutton out of Decatur, Georgia. And Brian currently has about 1,800 units that he's under his personal management and seven apartment complexes uh, make that up. And he's also involved in about 3,300 plus units uh, across the country as both a passive investor in KP and, of course, his own that he's operating himself. So, Brian, I'm always asked this question. In fact, I'm, I have really two parts I'm going to get to. So, I'm I'm going to cut myself off and leave part of it. I'm going to go back to this. We just went through a pandemic. People here in Houston, 90, 95% of us, we we didn't have any problem with it. We got through it. You know, even though they, they said you couldn't evict people, we still got people to pay. We helped people. We motivated people. We made it the nicest place to stay. So they wanted to stay and they wanted to pay. Et cetera, et cetera. We did all the things, the right things, and we came out to where only a very few number of people had some big problems. And I think most of them, Brian, had problems going into the situation. In other words, they had overpaid. They didn't anticipate property tax increases, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't bring enough money in for rehab. And so when the pandemic hit, not having done it not appropriately, the pandemic made it the problem to get them where they were. How did you deal with the pandemic across three states? What were your results? Our results were exactly, as you said, when the pandemic hit, it was amazing to have mentors and colleagues across the country that we could bounce ideas off of. I think we had immediately had an email chain going out with um, 80 of the top you know, multifamily owners across the, the Southeast and, and the country. And so we were able to just bounce ideas off each other and we were very proactive. And I think we immediately reacted to the situation and, and it was so comforting for me to know that I had people to bounce stuff off of and very, very small. We had a very, very small effect from COVID, which a knock on wood was such a blessing. We had a few people with very high delinquency, but 95% to 97% of the people all paid on time. And I think I want to reiterate exactly what you said earlier, which is is because I, I feel that we give the best product at the best price, which is our mantra here at LU. And that the people were happy and satisfied. And I'd like to think that the people were happy and satisfied at where they were living. And so our residents, um, you know, reacted in kind. We all worked together. 
uh, our, our property management team and our residents to just work ourselves through this pandemic and the shutdown basically of our economy. And now that the economy is coming back and we're you know starting to reopen everything, we're starting to see some good momentum. And so we're very excited. And we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but I, I think that here at LU, we're so positioned in, in Phoenix, Arizona, in Texas, and all the Texas markets from Austin, Houston, and Dallas, and uh, San Antonio over to where we're at, you know, a little bit more east into the Sun Belt. So in, in the states that I just discussed, Georgia, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, the Carolinas, I think these states are all just ripe to boom because we have so many people migrating down into these states, you know, looking for work and looking for opportunity and looking for a place to get ahead. Well, I think it's interesting because you're filling in. We you know it's kind of we started back out at the East Coast in Atlanta and worked our way down into Florida, and then now you're working back if you're in Mobile, Alabama. Someday they've got to meet. We've got people in Louisiana, we've got people in Texas. You got now you got Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. So we've got people in North Carolina, South Carolina. We got people in Indiana. So I, it eventually has got to kind of flow into each other. So just glad to see that you had no problems. I know when we first started with the pandemic, I asked everybody, all the leads, hey, let's hold the first quarter distributions back just in case we run into problems so we don't have anybody losing their properties. I think most people are have let that go now. Do you, are you still keeping that extra quarter of distributions or have you let them go back yet? No, we sent those back to investors because we felt like it was, it was we were comfortable with uh, how the properties were cash flowing. And it's just been a great process. It's been so fun to be able to give our investors quarterly cash flow on 90% of these properties. We do have a couple, we do have a, a kind of a value add property that we're working on that's not cash flowing right now. But for the most part, that quarterly cash flow has been really great, I think, for a lot of our investors to enjoy it. I got one last question for you, and you only have one minute to answer it, and that is this. How much further do you have to go before you can say that's enough? We talked about this before, and I think to the mantra of this world is not a zero-sum game and that there's enough room for everybody to succeed in life. And for me, it's about growing. It's about improving. And I just want to do that every single day. If that means getting a couple more units, that's great. If that means spending more time with my family, my, my two kids and my wife, then that's excellent too. So I'm just going to keep growing and, and keep trying to give and keep trying to contribute until God tells me I can't anymore and I've got to move on. That's kind of my, my life philosophy, so I don't really have an end game in mind. We talked about this before, Dell. I don't really care too much about the money. I, I don't, at this point, Lifestyles has given me so much financial freedom that I never even expected to earn this much money in, in, in my life. So it's not about the money. It's really just about growing and it's about helping and it's about just having some fun doing it. Absolutely. Does that mean that you're going to be able to go on vacation with me next year? I'd love to. I'd love to. And you know, what, what, what we need to do is we need to go out to Hawaii, where I'm from, and oh, meet some of the members out there. We've got a great absolutely. membership out there. I've been yeah, I've been wanting to get back out there. Actually, I just went out there to visit some family. All right. That'd be fun tag, to with you. Tag, you're it. Yes. Tag, set <laughs> right. that up. You know Hawaii. You can get us all this fun stuff to do. Hey, Brian, yep. thank you for everything you do. Thanks for coming on the show again and sharing your story again and again and again for people, even the case studies and so forth. I uh, look forward to seeing you expo. And for the rest of you out there, remember this. Brian's not doing this for the money. He just told you. He's doing it for the lifestyle. Now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Dell Wamsley. I went and bought another deal 
which was the guy who had sold me the 11 houses plus the first house. I bought uh, two apartment complexes from him. One of them was a 16-unit apartment complex. The other one was an eight-unit apartment complex. And I bought those together in one company with another partner. And so I own 24 units there with those. I hope you see how this is going on, man. I hope you see the next thing we bought was a 40-unit apartment complex. And some of the same people were in the other deals all got into this deal. And so we now own a 40-unit apartment complex. And at this point, I'm managing a lot of real estate. And my retirement was starting to look almost like a job again. And so at that point, I decided I was going to start divesting myself of the small apartments, small partnerships, and start buying large apartment complexes where I don't have to work in the business anymore. So I sold off some of my stuff, bought myself a 64-unit apartment complex all by myself. Then I bought myself a 68-unit apartment complex all by myself. Then I bought myself an 88-unit apartment complex all by myself. And with those three, I was making about $15,000 a month cash flow each, about $45,000 a month. I was at the point in my life where there was no return. At this point, I knew I was only going to get larger. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.